It's great to be home here at the high school that I attended, and many people in my family attended. But uh, I got listening to that a little bit, and I think the secret in life for any of us is to surround yourself with good people. And I've been very fortunate. Uh, I married right, and but um, I had a lot of help growing up in a family of 12 children, and I had a lot of help and uh, very, very good people. And uh, we're still very close today, family first. Um, not only that, but I went to Blessed Sacrament, and in those days, uh, the parish schools were pretty competitive. We'd had basketball out here at Pius on Saturday morning, and it was a league, and everybody battled for the championship there, and we had baseball teams. Everybody battled there, and uh, we had a group at Blessed Sacrament. Uh, last year, my dear friend John McLaughlin was uh, put in the High School Hall of Fame here at Pius X, perhaps the greatest athlete we've ever put out of here. He lettered in three sports, <laughs> excuse me, I think six <laughs> sports. He was football, basketball, track, baseball, um, and tennis, and golf. <laughs> the guy could do anything, left-handed or right-handed. But uh, he drove down here from Colorado to, to share this with us. And um, worth introducing Mike Butler, um, who was one of the great five, I call it, uh, at Blessed Sacrament. Um, Mike was the center on our undefeated team our senior year. Mike went on to have a fabulous coaching career where as an assistant football coach, the only one that I'm ever aware of uh, being put in his school's Hall of Fame, he was coaching at the time at Lincoln Southeast, and Mike Butler was the offensive line coach. He was the illustrator of state championships over and over and over, and um, one of the best guys, he started in baseball at Blessed Sacrament, basketball, and of course, he was the center on our football team when we went undefeated as seniors. And uh, Buddy Darnell, who is now deceased, but uh, another Blessed Sacrament, and I, I go back, digress here a little bit. <laughs> Hadwick, he could beat us all up <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> this guy was tough. But um, again, John Hadwick, All-State in football, toughest basketball player. I ever played against all elbows and knees. Buddy Darnell, who I said was a terrific athlete um, from Blessed Sacrament Parish. You name it, he could do it. He could run fast. He was six foot one his senior year, about 185 pounds, and he was 
he was tough. He was really tough, and he had any sport. He could rebound in basketball and go to the hoop and tough guy. And I mentioned John McLaughlin, so there it was. We were junior high champions in baseball, in basketball, out here at Pius. And then, like I said, we didn't play football. We played in the Little League. But those, that same five came on here. Incidentally, we, we didn't lose a game in baseball. We didn't lose a game in basketball. Our coach was Tom Cowan. I know um, John spoke of him last year in, in his speech, and he did. He taught us to compete hard and taught us fundamentals and really set us up for success uh, here at Pius X. And we all would agree on that, that Tom Cowan was a, a magnificent coach and person as well and taught us a lot more things other than just sports. And uh, he taught history and he taught it hard. <laughs> Believe me. Uh, I started playing when I was uh, in the fifth grade. Played midget football um, here in town. In three years, I played for Coach Lou Roper, who's 90 years old now, and uh, his staff, and uh, then came from that program to the ninth grade. We didn't have freshmen here at the high school, so um, we all played on one year of ninth grade football, as we called it, and um, we always played uh, the sophomores um, in our only game. We just would learn Pius's offense, and then we would play one game against the sophomores, and of course they had Dana and Bo <laughs> in that bunch, and, but they were playing varsity, so we beat the ones that they had left. So <laughs> we wouldn't have won otherwise, I don't think. But uh, as we got playing for Vince, we knew that, again, he was serious about it. And incidentally, I, I got to see his son, Mike Aldrich, today. And Mike, um, your father is one of the most super coaches uh, any of us ever had. And I've been around a lot of coaches over the years. And Vince was uh, a tough guy. And uh, I had coffee with Jack Partington this week. He said it very real. He said he was a fair man. And I think he had to sit Jack for five games. And he says, Vince was right. We all called him Vince, <laughs> and, uh, but in fact, I was in the huddle uh, at Shrine Bowl camp, and there was three quarterbacks down there from around the state, and we were all vying for the starting quarterback position in the game on Saturday, and my turn to go into the huddle, and I didn't hear the play that was called, so I stepped out of the huddle just a little bit, and I said, hey, Vince, what play do you want us to run? And they all said, did you just call your coach Vince? <laughs> I said, yeah, you think I'm going to start Saturday, huh? <laughs> but uh, what a man, Mike. He was fabulous. And um, I'm, I'm not the only guy here in this room that played for him, uh, other than the guys I've mentioned. But he was fantastic. And he was very, very fundamentally sound. However, um, he and I disagreed on one thing. Now, to the old guard in football, going back, I'd say, 50, 60 years, those coaches in those days, if you tied, it was like winning. 
<laughs> and it and to us athletes and players if we tied it was like more like losing than winning but uh Vince he he didn't mind tying and we tied two games our senior year and uh on one of the games I'm in the huddle and it's seven to seven with Southeast and it's in the fourth quarter and the guys in the huddle are saying, Joe, we got to throw the football. <laughs> it was in the fourth quarter. We had thrown the ball three times. <laughs> I was two for three. I was having a hot night and, uh, <laughs> and I missed John McLaughlin on a touchdown throw. I, I, I still wake up sometime at night thinking about that. Anyway, uh, they were saying, Joe, we gotta tell Vince we gotta run the we gotta pass the ball a little bit. They got nine guys in the box. <laughs> okay, you guys know what's gonna happen here. So anyway, it was a timeout call, and I went over there to Vince, and they're all looking over to the sideline, and all of a sudden I get the steel finger, you know, on my shoulder pads, and you know I'm getting a little spit in my face. <laughs> And he says, you tell them damn guys in the huddle that they, they got to start blocking or we're not going to win this game. <laughs> I was going back out there and I said, okay, you guys, did you see that? We're going to run the football, right? And, uh, but that's just how dead said he was on his, in his heart. And he won a lot of games. I guess he's right. Uh, here's another one. Here's a, here's a beautiful Vince. Um, and I couldn't tell you exactly who we were playing because I didn't play defense and I wasn't out there on the field, but I always stood right by Vince for the whole game. And um, I think it was Helan, and it was Sioux City Helan. They were running right, running right, and I believe John Hadwick was in at defensive end at the time. And if they could run on Hadwick's side, you got to know they were tough. So anyway... Vince is yelling to the far side of the field, Hattie, Hattie, set the, set the edge. you got to set the edge. <laughs> Hattie's standing right here next to Vince. <laughs> he goes, what? <laughs> Vince looks down, and John's glasses broke, and he's got some white tape. He's trying to tape his glasses. He says, he grabs him, he says, Get in there. And he says, Coach, I can't. I broke my glasses. He grabs his Hattie's glasses. He says, Get in there and set the edge. And John says, Coach, my glasses are broke. I can't see. He says, You got to force yourself to see. <laughs> and uh, we tied. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm find my space here, here, and could have done this a hundred, a lot about a hundred things to say, but anyway. Um, and when you talk about coaching and, and how many games a coach wins, um, I, I learned this from Coach Bob Devaney. 
that he surrounded himself with good, good coaches. And, and of course, they went out and recruited. Um, Dr. Kendall Early is now a retired doctor. He's from Scotts Bluff, lives here in Lincoln in his retirement. But he's one of his best friends uh, from Scotts Bluff was Larry Donovan, uh, who became my mentor in life. And uh, I think he taught me a lot more about life and sports and recruiting and hard work, put in the time and dotting the I's and crossing the T's. He was, he was actually, um, and his presence was fabulous. And I, I tried to, tried to, anytime I had a decision to make, I'd try and think what would Coach Donovan do. And he was, he was my kind of guy. I just, I loved him, and I, I still do. He married uh, Miss Nebraska, Georgia Miriam, and uh, he would be here today, but he's he got a little health issue going on. Uh, they live in Blaine, Washington. He played in the, for Nebraska in the Gotham Bowl, and uh, where we beat Miami. I don't know how many people are old enough to remember that, but uh, in Yankee Stadium in the snow. But um, Coach Donovan was from Scotts Bluff as well, and he is, like I said, he taught me more than anyone, and I appreciate everything he did for me. And recruiting was of the essence. We had to recruit every day, and we stayed in at night, and when we're done with meetings and done with uh, what we had to do with football, we'd, we'd all sit in there and call our recruits every night. Uh, and um, just the way it was, you recruit, recruit, recruit. It's, it, it, was your, it was your blood. I would also like to thank a couple guys that were special in my life. Um, the Blessed Sacrament guys will remember a young man named David Peters who was um, a special student, but he wanted to be with us, the Blessed Sacrament guys, everywhere we went, to basketball games, to football games, to, uh, he'd, he'd ride on the bus when we had room. He'd, um, he just passed away a couple years ago and he, was, he never missed a Nebraska game and uh, he didn't know anybody at Pius anymore, but he was a janitor at Southeast all his life and he walked from Saratoga School, where he lived, uh, right behind Saratoga, to Southeast in the morning to go to work, and he walked home at night. And he was a Pius X Thunderbolt at heart, and uh, he's worth mentioning at this moment. He, he's a good person, and like I said, surround yourself with good people. And then I've had a longtime friend and fan um, who came to Blessed Sacrament for a couple years, and I think he ended up going to St. Teresa. Um, and I would like to mention the fact that his oldest brother, or older brother, excuse me, Chris Wickham, uh, is in the crowd tonight, along with Mickey Ziegler, uh, two pious greats that Mick went on and uh, started at Nebraska. And every game I went to when Mick was playing, I was so proud that he represented our high school, um, our school, with, with so much flair. Thanks, Mick, and, and uh, Chris Wickham was still the greatest stroker I've ever seen in basketball, and uh, he is, of course, in the Hall of Fame as well. But anyway, 
Um, surround yourself with good people, and they don't always have to be just good at um, whatever you're doing. If, if they can help you in spirit, and if they can help you with love and friendship and those type of things, that means just as much, at least to me it does. <laughs> I got one quick story to tell you. We drove down here uh, from Eagle, Idaho, and we came through uh, the Dakotas and then uh, into Iowa, right across the state line. Um, Sioux City's been working on their highway for 2,000 years to get it done <laughs> to run through their town. <laughs> and they always got this little blinking light that they can catch you and give you a ticket if, you, if, you're, if you're speeding. And I never can figure out where it's at, and I don't see it in time, and evidently I drive too fast. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, the, this time we came down uh, the same, and I'm looking around for, for the blink, the flash, and I see it, and I temper down to about 45, I think is what they have you go. And I said, Michelle, look at this. We're going to slow down and go through. Um, and all of a sudden, we're coming up on it. It goes, <laughs> what? Michelle, I'm going 45. And so I said, OK, that did it. I get off. I drive back around on a loop that they got. I'm coming back, and I'm, now I'm going to calibrate my <laughs> my automobile and my speedometer, and I make sure <laughs> that, and I said, Michelle, get your camera out here, and I want you to take a picture of the, if that thing flashes again. So now I'm going about 30, and I come into it, <laughs> we get close, I got it, this, and it goes, <laughs> and I go, what? <laughs> I said more than what? And, uh, But that week, they, they had me on. They sent me two tickets um, for not having my seatbelt buckled. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, uh, lastly, to my family. So many of them are here. And... One of the greatest of all. He led it off for Pat and Dorothy Glenn. Um, Pat went on to become uh, voted by his peers into the Nebraska Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's a rocker on the piano. He plays about any instrument you put in his hands. But he's been one of the greatest piano players in Lincoln and uh, was voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And... He's here today, and if you want his autograph, I'm sure he'll be autographing in the hallway outside. Thank you so very, very much, all of you. This has been a Kodak moment for me and my family and my friends that are here. I got cousins, Judy and Monty, here today, and um, my teammates and those things. But just fans of Pius X High School, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of the legacy. Thank you very much.